0: Good morning, Tallahassee, Monday morning, 1130 a.m. You're listening to Wave 94, 94 94.1. And what about Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ? It's so funny that this morning, what the Lord put upon my heart is even though we are believers or you're not yet one, the question is, what prince are you living under? Wow. that I'm like, wait a minute. Aren't we in the United States of America? But that still doesn't answer the question. What prince are you living under? This is God's concern as well. I mean, since the fall of Adam and Eve, this was a question. Uh, I remember the creator said, and who told you you were naked? That meant that. Adam and Eve had listened to another entity, another spirit being, at least another being. And uh, so the question for you and I is, who told you that you're actually righteous? I mean, if, if it's not the word of God or the Holy Spirit or the voice of the Creator, Who are you listening to? What principality are you abiding under? Are you under one of the sons of God that the Lord came down and divided all the nations under? Who are you under? Uh, the princes that ruled the principalities, and then that's a word we should uh, learn more about. What is that word? What does it mean? Principality. It means sovereignty, supreme power. It means a prince that's invested with sovereignty. It means the territory of a prince or the country which gives title to a prince, such as the Principality of Wells, or even uh, as was spoken of in the Bible, um, the Prince of Greece, uh, or the Prince of Persia. What principality are you the believer, you and I? What? Who are we living under? Which one are we living under? Are we under one of the 70 princes that the Lord left here to govern over the world? Or are we under the Prince of Peace? That's what we're going to learn today. And so I decided, well, Lord, you need to show me so I can show others. And so he led me over to Genesis. That's where I was led, the 11th chapter chapter. And at that point, the whole earth was of one language, one speech, came to pass. They went to Shinar and they said to one another, come, let us make brick, burn them. They had brick for stone, slime for mortar, and let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. Let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad. So that was their fear upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down. So there are times when the Lord will come down to the earth. I know of two distinct times and that one, well, actually three, he would come with Adam and Eve when they were in union and one accord with God. He would come every evening or afternoon, but then he came again. Over there in Acts, when the Holy Spirit, they were on one accord, the 120. And now here's another time that God the Father came down to earth. And it's because mankind is what? One language, one speech, one thought, one imagination. And the Lord said, let me go down here and see what they're doing. And he came down in Genesis 11, chapter looked at the tower with the, which the children of men built, and the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They have all one language, and they begin to do. Now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down. You and I don't know who the us is, but you know you want to assume is the Godhead. We don't know. And there confound their language, or it could have been 70 princes, I don't know, that they may not understand one another's language or speech. So the Lord scattered mankind abroad from this, upon the face of all the earth, and they stopped. They stopped building the city. So the thing that they feared came upon them through the action of the Creator. Therefore is the name of it called Babel or Babel because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. So I, I I mean, it seems that what God did, he uh, separated the mankind into the nations that he did. And then he, um, I believe he established princes over the nations as he set them up. Well, let's go to Deuteronomy 32nd chapter. And here Moses is speaking about publishing the name of the Lord and greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. Ways are judgment. A God of truth without iniquity. Just and right is he. And then he's saying how mankind corrupted themselves and their spot is not the spot of his children they are perverse and crooked generation and do you thus requite the lord o foolish people and unwise is not he is not he thy father that hath bought thee hath he not made thee and established thee this is uh, moses speaking and he says remember the days of old consider the years of many generations. He said, ask your father and he'll show you all the elders and they will tell you. Tell them what? Verse number eight, when the Most High divided the nations, their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the people according to the number of of the sons of God. And in some cases, they say the children of Israel. Israel, But Israel didn't even exist yet. So, but the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of God's inheritance. So let's talk about Jacob and Abraham. Okay. All right. So Abraham lineage is what produced Jacob. All right. Genesis, the 12th chapter Now, the Lord said unto Abraham, not yet Abraham, get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, into a land that I will show thee. And this is Genesis, the 12th chapter. So this is after the Lord has separated mankind. And I will make thee a great nation. Bless thee, make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee, curse them that curse thee. And in these shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as God spoke to him. And then again, in Genesis 17, God said unto Abraham, Now his name is Abraham, Thou shalt keep uh, my covenant, Thou and thy seed, in their generations. And this is my covenant, which uh, ye shall um, live by. Um, so this is what, that this is what the Lord is saying unto um, Abraham, that between me and you and thy seed, every man child among you shall be circumcised. So that's what the Israelites have to do. Their males are circumcised as evidence that there is a covenant between the Israelites, which is God's uh, inheritance, Jacob, and God. Okay, and he tells them how at eight days old that that male child must be circumcised. And then um, God says to Abraham that Sarah, your wife, and now her name is Sarah, she shall bore a son to him. And God will bless her. She will be the mother of nations, just like Abraham is the father of nations. And kings of people shall be of her. And so then uh, Sarah actually had the son, which is Isaac. You know, and then Isaac had um, the the children that he had, Esau and Jacob. And through Jacob, the tribes, the 12 tribes that make up Israel came through. And through Israel came the seed. Amen. So, but before the seed could come, Abraham was tested in Genesis 22nd chapter. And um, that's when the Lord told him to sacrifice Isaac. And, and he actually did move towards that, and then the Lord provided uh, a ram in the bush. And as a result, the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham from heaven and said, Now the Lord has said by myself, have I sworn... For because thou has done this thing, has not withheld thine son, thine only son, and that means the son with the blessing, that in blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. I, I shared that because I want you and I to understand that it really matters what principality you're living under. Because if you're living under the principalities that the Lord created um, when he separated mankind into the seventy nations uh, and those gods turned against him, which we will read, if you're under those principalities, you're under curses. And that's why you want to be under the prince of peace. You want to be sure that you're really living Under Jesus. So let's keep following Moses over in Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter, verse number 12. And Moses is speaking to the millions of Israelites that he's in the wilderness with before they possess the blessed land. So now you and I, we're living today. And we're speaking the words and we're saying that we're blessed of God. And, and most of us are living blessed lives. Now, here's the warning. Here's the caution that I'm giving to you so that you or I do not stumble and end up being under a principality instead of being under the sovereignty of the prince of peace. So here's the warning that Moses gave in Deuteronomy the 4th chapter, starting at verse 12 he said the Lord spoke to you out of fire and you only heard his voice. So God declared to you his covenant and that was the 10 commandments and I wrote them uh, God wrote them on the two tablets, commanded Moses to teach them and now here's what Moses is saying, take careful heed to yourself lest you act corruptly, and that's us now, and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, or the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, or the likeness of any fish that is in the water beneath the earth, and take heed lest you lift your eyes to heaven. And when you see the sun, moon, stars, and all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has given to all the peoples under the whole heaven as a heritage. Why? Because God took you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt to be his people as an inheritance as you are this day. Saints of God, remember, over in Second Peter, it talks about how we are, you know, a special uh, generation called out of darkness, you know, royal, peculiar. This is what God did with uh, the entire nation of Israel and likewise with us. So the caution is you cannot worship fallen angels or other gods or, you know, you cannot. And if we roll on to Deuteronomy, the 10th chapter, starting at the 11th verse, um, the Lord is saying to Moses how he is reminding Moses to tell the people of Israel what is required. So there's a requirement of you and I, to stay under the correct principality, under the Prince of of Peace, under Jesus, okay? And so here's what he told Israel. What does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord, his statues, um, indeed, heaven, and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it. So the Lord delight in loving us. He chose uh, the Israelites above all people, and therefore you're to circumcise, saints of God, this is us now, the foreskin of our heart, and be stiff-necked no more. For the Lord your God is God of God's, and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality, nor take bribe. He administers justice for the fatherless, the widow, loves the strangers, give them food, clothing. And so Moses told the people, therefore love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord, your God. And a lot of us today, we talk about the goodness of God But we forget to fear God, amen, because you shall serve God and to him you shall hold fast and take oaths in his name because God is our praise. He is our God, amen. And um, Moses reminded them that they went to Egypt with 70 persons. It's just so uh, coincidental or deliberate that the nations were broken out into 70 nations, that's the Gentiles, okay? And um when they went, when the Israelites went to Egypt to take refuge while Joseph was second in command to Pharaoh, they went there with 70 persons. And that lets you know that God's intent for the entire world is to deliver us from principalities, fallen angels that rejected the way of God. And that's, you know, now that I'm talking about that, I want to go over to Psalms, the 82nd chapter. Let me see if I can find that uh, so that we can understand how the Lord feels about the the princes or the angelic force that he did leave here on earth okay, or in the earth realm to have them teach us and lead the mankind into the ways of God. But they didn't do that. And they didn't do that at all. Here's what they did. Psalms 82. And, and notice, we just said that he's the God of gods, little G, little G gods. Okay. God stand in the congregation of the mighty. He judges, here we go again, among the small G gods. So there are other gods in the earth realm, but they're not creator gods. And if anything, they're angelic force. And if anything, they're the prince of Greece, the prince of Persia, the prince of the different nations that God separated them into mankind. And that's prince, they, they're, they're princes of principalities. And here's uh, what David is saying that God is charging them with How long will you, guys, small g, judge unjustly? and show partiality to the wicked. And remember, we just read that God, the great God, does not show, he does not show partiality. And how long will you uh, not defend the poor and fatherless and not do justice to the afflicted and needy and not deliver the poor and needy and you don't free them from the hand of the wicked? And so... The, the principalities that were left here, Psalms 82 says, they do not know, they do not understand, they walk about in darkness, and all the foundations of the earth are unstable. And God is saying, you are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But at the end of the day, these princes that was left here to lead us to God, they shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. And then it ends in Psalms 82, Arise, arise, O God, judge the earth, for you, Jesus, shall inherit all nations. Even, I believe it was Paul, or Peter, but I think it's Paul, he said in First Corinthians 10 chapter, What say I then that the idol is anything, or that which is often in sacrifice to idol is anything, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. So the gods and the principalities of this world has been judged. And they were judged even in Exodus when uh, the Lord pulled the Israelites out of Egypt, the 12th chapter, when he told them to eat that bread, that unleavened bread, and um, with your loins girded and your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand and eat it in haste, because this is the Lord's Passover, that was that lamb and unleavened bread. He said, for I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beasts. And listen to this. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. So, I said that, I read that to you to let you know that historically, God does judge the principalities and the gods of this world because they do not adhere to his way that they were supposed to adhere to. And matter of fact, Jesus in John, the 14th chapter, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And uh, he says, if a man loves me, Jesus, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come into him and make our abode. Remember that. And he says, he that doesn't love me doesn't keep my stand. OK, and uh, he says in the 24th chapter, I go away and I come again. And if you love me, you would rejoice because I said I go unto my father for my father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter, I will not touch, I won't talk to you much anymore for the prince of this world cometh, it hath nothing in me. And if I'm not mistaken, he talked about in John 16, how I tell you the truth that it's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you but if I depart, I will send him unto you, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment and of sin because they believe not on Jesus of righteousness because I go to my father and you won't see me no more until he return. Of judgment, why? because the prince of this world is judge. so why? Would you allow your spirit man to be governed by principalities that are judged, and and there is a, a definite end for them? Why follow them when you can follow Isaiah ninth chapter? This is who you should follow. It says ninth um, chapter, second verse: The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. So, who are these people that walk in darkness? It's the Gentiles. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them have the light shined. And who is that light? That's Jesus. Okay? So, the 17 nations created in Genesis, the 11th chapter, you know, they walk in darkness. And uh, we're reading Isaiah, a prophetic word, ninth chapter, Thou hast multiplied the nation, but didn't increase the joy. And so, uh, but Jesus, he will break the yoke, uh, the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor. For unto us, here's the key, a child was born. Unto us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder." and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Oh, of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment And with justice from henceforth, even forever. And it is the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And the key to this all is Jesus is risen. Yes, he was crucified. Yes the principalities of this world thought they had victory not knowing that he was going to come down in his spirit form and destroy them also but here's let's read what happened in Matthew 28 chapter and we're going to end on that because um he is risen from the dead that's what the angel told Mary to tell the disciples, uh, when she went there to look at the tomb and she saw that angel there. And he said, he's going before you into Galilee. And I often thought about why Galilee. And if you think about it, it says that's where that shadow of darkness was. And so he's gone there to proclaim that he now has victory over all the other principalities of this earth. Amen. And so, Matthew, the 28th chapter, starting at the 18th verse, and Jesus came and spoke to them when they got there in Galilee. He said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So, those principalities that The Lord left in charge when he separated the nations into 70 different nations. The number of the sons of God that was here with them at that time. uh, Now, Jesus officially had been given authority Over them. And that's why Jesus said to you and I, when we receive Him inside of us, uh, the Holy Spirit fills us. Now He says to us, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Why? Because He's given us the authority to do it. Because the authority has been given to Him. And so, therefore, we are to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And what age is Jesus referring to? He's referring to the 2,000 years that we're towards the end of now, the church age, the 2,000 years that the church has existed. And this is the assignment. We're the church believers. You're the temple of God. You are the church. You are not the building, but the individual believer. And we all have the same assignment. And here's what it says. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. We go back to that original question that we started out with. And that was, um, which principality are you living under? Are you living under the prince of German? I mean, Greece, or, or are you living under the prince of Persia? That. The prince of Israel, Michael had to come and fight against in order to deliver the prophetic words or the understanding to Daniel. Where, where are you? Why don't you check out your. Where you live spiritually, you know, if you're living in Goshen, then you're living under, uh, what the Lord himself said, the, the blood of the lamb. You're living under the blood of the lamb. John the Baptist say, here he comes, you know, the lamb, the, the son of God, the lamb, uh, which will take away the sins of all the world. I caution us today to take a moment and, uh, you know understand what we are doing. Don't rush through your salvation. Don't rush through your spiritual walk with the Lord, but be uh, focused and concentrate and do all you understand to do what Jesus have left here for us to do. Let's say that you can't go out physically to other nations, but you can enable others to go by contributing to your ministry, to the churches that are Going all around the world. You can nowadays with uh, YouTube, Facebook. Instagram, all the things that we have today, there are ways for you yourself to reach out to all of the nations as Jesus has given us the authority and power to do. Father God, allow me to pray today for the saints of God. Lord, those that have not yet come to knowing who Jesus is. Father, I ask you to touch their hearts, soften their hearts. Lord God, let them come to Jesus. Lord, the correct, the right prince, Lord, the prince of peace. Lord, Lord, God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Lord, let them come to Jesus, Lord, as they are. And Lord, he will transform their hearts, their soul, their being, Lord, and translate them to the kingdom of your dear son, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray blessings upon you today. And may you have a wonderful week. I can't wait to see you next week. God bless you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.